0: Hello and welcome to the I'm Just Being Honest podcast. Today we are looking at the great controversial topic that is alcohol. You know, can you drink it? Is it wrong to even drink it? Is it wrong to see it? What? I mean, you know, so many Christians have so many different views on alcohol. So I figured why not just dive into this one. So here we go. Let's let's uh, look at scripture, look at some research, look at some uh, experience, and we'll just kind of go from there. So, starting with Proverbs 20, verse 1, it says, Wine is a mocker, strong, strong drink a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. Ephesians 5:18 says, And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. 1 Timothy 5, 3 says, No longer drink only water, but use a little wine for the sake of your stomach and your frequent ailments. Uh, 1 Timothy 3, eight says deacons likewise must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. Uh, Romans 14.21 says it is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. Okay, so there is a lot of, of information there from Scripture in terms of, of alcohol and drinking and all that good stuff. But I think it's also important not only to come at this from a, a biblical perspective, but to also come at it from more of a medical perspective. And so if you, if you, um, ever go to like the, uh, National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism their, or NIH, if you, um, go to their website, they give you all kinds of, uh, details, and, uh, research and, um, all kinds of things. If you, if, if you ever wanted to know about alcohol and especially, um, the effects that it could have on you, definitely highly recommend it. Good source gives you a lot of details. Um, but some of the things that their, their articles kind of talk about in regards to alcohol and, and what it does to you whenever you consume a lot of it, not, we're not talking about just a few sips. I'm talking about like, if you're really hardcore drinking a lot, um, there, there, are, there are a lot of different things that can happen to your body, um, and so here's some of those things. You know, you have uh, potentially difficulty walking and blurred vision. You can have slurred speech. You can have slow reaction times. Um, it can, you can, you can have an impaired memory. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's easy to see right there that alcohol affects the brain, and so you know it could be that some of those issues, you know, don't really show after, you know, just a, just a drink or two, but, like, if you're really hardcore drinking, it can really, um, create some problems. Um, so, but it also depends, like, the more you drink, really, the, the more you're at risk for these things, like, the more the, the likelihood of these things happening to you is, is going to increase, um, especially, like, if you're drinking, um, If you're drinking a lot at one time, like if you're consuming very, very fast, um, actually if you consume a lot of alcohol very quickly, and especially if you have like an empty stomach, it it can actually cause a blackout or basically just a period of time where you legitimately cannot recall what happened to you or what you were doing or what, you know, you can't remember anything at all about those events. Um... And then also when you think about people who, who drink alcohol and not just a little bit, but a lot of alcohol for long periods of time, um, you know, y- there are a lot of, um, serious and persistent changes that can occur in the brain. Um, and it can be, you know, it can damage your brain. I mean, that's the thing. If you drink over long periods of time, you know, your, your brain cells and things like that, it, they can be damaged. Um, and it can, it can definitely, um, uh, lead to some problems down the road, especially, um, Like liver disease, Um, you know, if you drink a lot for a long period of time, you know, your liver um, is a place in your body that can uh, have some problems. So, there, you know, so there, that kind of puts into perspective right there like whenever you drink a lot, um, medically and physically, you know, there's a lot of effects that it can have on you. Um, So, that just kind of puts that into perspective, hopefully. And then um, I also think it's important to look at research in regards to um, like prohibition and kind of what led to, uh, because, you know, we went through a period in the early 1900s where we lost, where we didn't have, alcohol was banned. And um, we also, you know, I think it's important to look at why that happened as well, because I think a reason as to why that happened still impacts Christians today um, and so if you ever look at like history, like the history channel, like history.com, um, they have articles and stuff that is uh, specifically about prohibition. So if you ever want to go to the history channel, like to their website and look up prohibition, there's a lot of good uh, material there. Um, but basically what you know you, you you see is that whenever we were in like the, the late 1800s and the early 1900s, we really had this sense of like re- religious revivalism and, um, the the kind of like calling for being, um, you know, perfect in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, one of those ways of being perfect was for these movements was to not drink. Um, and then also, um, there were also, um, communities in the United States during this time that was, you know, kind of coming together and, and were, were advocating for alcohol to be banned. Um, and this was just because of how, um, you know, like, saloon culture. So, like, I mean, I'm sure most of you have seen, like, older movies, like westerns and stuff like that. Like, you have the saloon where people go and drink and have a good time. Like, back in those days, a lot of people thought that, you know, the saloon was ungodly and a lot of ungodly events would happen because of drinking um, and things like that. And so, a lot of people also, um, you know, you had... Uh, families where people would buy too much alcohol like the husband would buy too much alcohol and you know the family either wouldn't have anything or the husband would be abusive to the wife and to the children and so there were a lot of people that banded together um to to uh advocate for alcohol being banned because of those reasons and so that that, that's kind of the the rationale behind why um we kind of got to that that period where that happened um but I think it's important, you know, whenever we think about this topic, to to lay all that re all that out there, the medical effects, the biblical rationales, um, the rationales behind why there were there were movements that were so hardcore against alcohol, and and to the point that you know alcohol they want alcohol banned. I think it's important to to kind of lay all that out to then just now dive into the topic. And now I'm going to give you just kind of my views and my perspective, um, and then we'll kind of connect the dots back to. This research um, as we continue um, so I think we can definitely from the outset look at what scripture says and see that um, you know drinking alcohol to the point of being drunk is not it's not biblical it's is definitely unbiblical and not only is it unbiblical but it's just dangerous it's just physically dangerous you know you can look at the research and see that you know it, it's not it's not safe to, to put yourself in a position where you're drunk. Like it just, it isn't the, 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 uh, memory impairments and just overall, you know, mental, um, impairments that happen just is dangerous. It's not, you know, it's not good. Um, and I mean, that's really, I think the reason why whenever we see in scripture, we don't see the Bible advocate for being drunk because, you know, I think, you know, God knows that, you know, whenever you drink too much, you can't control yourself. And that, I mean, it's not that God wants to be a, you know, a helicopter parent and not allow people to have fun. That's not why God says, hey, don't, don't, don't be, don't be a drunkard. It is no, it, I don't want you to be a drunkard because it's not safe for you. Like, if you put yourself in this position, you're not going to be in full control of yourself, and you could potentially do things that are not only harmful to yourself, but it's harmful to other people. So that, that's really, you know, I I think that's pretty, you know, God wants us to be safe and healthy and, and, you know, being drunk, getting drunk could put us in a position over time. And even in the initial moment where, um, you know, there are some serious effects that can happen, not only short term, but also long term. So, you know, it's just, you know, if it's just the reality is a person is just not in control of themselves. So to kind of put that into perspective, in my opinion at least. Is it biblical to be drunk? No, it is not. And is it okay to encourage someone to get drunk? No. (laughs) Because, I mean, you know, I feel like that's a a common issue that we see is, you know, people wanting to get together and kind of encourage each other to to drink more than they normally would um, just because of the uh, social camaraderie or uh, social aspects or whatever. I mean you know you may not normally drink by five five beers, but whenever you're with your buddy who's encouraging you to you know do shot you know to shotgun beers with him, maybe you do get up to that level, and you know that's not really um that's not okay um because you know basically you know when you think about it, if you're encouraging someone to get drunk and to put themselves you know in a position where they're not mentally in control of themselves, you're encouraging someone to not be safe and to potentially hurt themselves, hurt you. Um, you know, we, we don't really see in Scripture where, um, you know, encouraging people to harm themselves is good. That, that's not seen in Scripture. Like, you know, what we see in Scripture is the idea of loving other people, thinking of others more than ourselves, putting the needs of others above the needs of our own. That's what we see in Scripture. We don't see in Scripture, hey, let's encourage somebody to do something that's going to potentially uh, have major life-altering effects on them or on us, you know, we don't see that in scripture. That's not there. Um, so that, to me, that kind of pretty well. Um, to me, it's pretty clear in, in that sense that you know it isn't. Um, it isn't okay to, to uh, try to encourage somebody to, to drink themselves to the point of being drunk. So then that kind of um, leads us then to kind of like the 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 final question in regards to this because you know is it okay to be drunk no is it okay to encourage people to be drunk no but then the the final question that we get to is 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 it even okay for for christians to drink like is it even okay for me to go out and buy a beer is it okay for me to order a glass of wine at a restaurant is it okay for me to drink a mike's hard lemonade here and there like is it even okay to drink and that you know That's a tricky question because there are so many Christians whose views are just all over the place. You're going to have some churches and some Christians that are going to say, yeah, it's okay. And then you're going to have some that say, if you're even caught in the ABC store, you're going to hell. You know, like (laughs) there are definitely those places. So um, at least in my view, I think there are. Maybe I'm crazy, but, you know, regardless, um, you know, is it okay to drink? And when, in my, in my if I'm being honest, in my opinion, you know, whenever I look at, for example, like First Timothy, that passage that I read um, about Paul, and, you know, telling Timothy that, hey, you know, you've got stomach issues. It's okay to drink a little, you know, it's okay to drink a little bit of wine to kind of give your stomach some strength. Um, and then like you think about, you know, we could even bring Jesus into this and you could talk about Jesus turning water into wine. Uh, but whenever we look at Scripture, you know, what we really see is, is is to not be drunk. We don't really see you can't drink at all. We just see don't be drunk. I mean, even whenever in First Timothy we, we, we see the um, stuff about, or the passage about, like, uh, deacons. Like, it said, you know, that they're not addicted to much wine. That, that that doesn't mean that they can't drink at all. It just means, hey, you can't be addicted to this. You can't be um you know, to, drinking to the point that you're getting drunk off of this, but it's okay to. It's not wrong to drink. At least that's how I'm interpreting that passage. Um, so when we look at these passages, you know, I'm not seeing um, where it's it's wrong to, to drink at all. I think I think biblically it's okay to drink, but um, you know, I think you got to be really careful with that because it is wrong to be drunk. That 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 you know, whenever you are crossing the lines to the point where you are mentally impaired you know that you are you're, you're no longer um, in the grace period of hey it's okay to drink you're, you're in the period of okay you're drunk this is not this is this is wrong this is sinful because you're not in control of yourself and you can't control what you may or may not do and then also when you think about this it's important to look at the at Romans 14:21 that passage because is it okay to drink? Yes, but like Romans 14:21 says, you know, it, it is good to, to it is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. And so what that tells me then is that while it may be okay to drink, it isn't okay to drink around people who have very strong views of alcohol. And this is where I want to go back to the research from the History Channel about the movements that led to, you know, Prohibition. You know, there were people that wanted alcohol banned and didn't want to be around alcohol because of the devastating effects that it had ravaged on their families. And so I think personally, whenever Scripture talks about, you know, not drinking, um, you know, and causing your brother to stumble... I think what it's talking about is don't drink around people. And this is just my personal opinion. This is just what it's worth, my opinion. I think that it's talking about, you know, drinking around people who have had very negative, um, damaging memories with alcohol and who cannot stand to be around it because it triggers them back to those traumatic events and those traumatic memories. And so I think what scripture's saying is is, hey, when you're around those people... Don't drink. In, don't drink in front of them. Like you know that it hurts them because of what they've been through, and you know that it could potentially bring back traumatic events for them. Like don't drink in front of them because hey, like you don't know how that might affect them. It's not to say that it's wrong to drink, but it's just being thoughtful of other people and what potential traumatic experiences they've they've uh, had in their lives. Um, that that that's really I think. Um, important to, to, to think about when we talk about this topic. Um, and so, you know, we have to, we have to be considerate of what other people have been through in their lives and, and respect that and be considerate of that. Um, and so, you know, do I think that it's sinful to drink? No. Um, but, if you're drinking around somebody who you know that they don't like it and you know that it brings up bad, bad memories for them, I think it is in that situation because you're intentionally, um, drinking and causing them to stumble because you're potentially bringing back very traumatic events from their past by drinking. Um, and you know, you may say, well, are there even people like that that are just so negatively, uh, you know, can't even be around alcohol because of past experiences? And my answer to that is yes, I have seen it. It is in my family. Like the reason why I've kind of held off on this topic is because this topic hits, um, you know, pretty hard home, uh, for, for me and my family's history, um, because I come from a family that, you know, uh, was ravaged by alcohol for many years. Um, I think, if I did the the math right in my head, I think three out of four of my great grandfathers were were alcoholics, and some of them. I mean, it was to the point that it was abusive, uh, you know, abusive to the wives, abusive to the children. Um, you know, it was very damaging, and I mean, there are scars from things that happened years ago because of alcohol that still impact my family today, and that I can I can I can see it. I mean, there are members of my family who do not want to see or be around anybody that's drinking or being drunk or anything, just the smell or anything. They don't want to be around it at all because it brings back those traumatic past events for them that, you know, impacted them as children. I mean, when you're a child and you're watching, you know, your your father um, drunk and saying things that are... Extremely horrible, not only to to you, but to potentially your mother and to your siblings, and you know all kinds of other um, potentially uh, negative memories. I mean that that that's not something that goes away. Um, you know that that that's a that, and and for a lot of people in that situation, those memories carry on for years and years and years, maybe forever. Um, and so you know, I think a lot of times we forget that, or we we don't want to think about that, but we have to recognize that, you know, there are people who have been through things, um, because of alcohol that, you know, we would have never even thought about just because, I mean, a lot of us have not had to go through very traumatic experiences with it. And so for us, we don't see what the big deal is with drinking a little bit, you know, just in moderation or whatever. But, you know, when, if you haven't ever lived or been in a background where you've seen alcohol, you know, cost you all, I mean, you know, when you've seen people spend you know their last dime on alcohol rather than buying, you know, um, clothing and food for their children, or when you see people that, you know, are so addicted to alcohol that they take it out on their families and they, you know, they're abusive, I mean, you know, it changes the game a little bit. And so, you know, for me, when it comes to me personally, do I drink? Yes. Do I drink in moderation? Yes. Do I drink to the point of being drunk? No, no, I do not. Um, however, am I careful about who and when I drink? Yes, because there are some people that I know that, um, if I drank around them, it would, it would probably be offensive to them because of what they've went through in their past. And so out of respect for them, I don't drink in front of them. I don't do it around them. You know, usually whenever I drink, if I'm being honest, I do it privately, you know, alone. Um, you know, I'll just drink one and that'll be the end of it. Sometimes I might go to a restaurant, order one, whatever, but you know, I I think it's important for Christians that, you know, we, we since we know that being that, that drinking to the point of being drunk and being intoxicated is a sin. I think it's important that we establish boundaries and establish our numbers, you know, that we we're aware. I mean personally I, I my set rule is that I only drink one. That's that's my rule. That's what I tell myself, I only drink one. Not because, you know, I think that, you know, I'm going to get drunk off a two or something like that, but just because I don't even want to remotely come close to putting myself in a position where I could become, um, prone to getting drunk or wanting to over drink or whatever. Not everybody has to have that rule. That's just one I have for myself personally. Um, but I do think it is important that we think of other people and what potentially their experiences and their past traumas can be in regards to alcohol, because it is one that has affected a lot of people. Um, so that's just that's just my opinion. Um, you know, is it is it wrong to drink casually? Um, no. Is it wrong to drink to the point of being intoxic you know, to the point of being intoxicated? Is it sinful? In my opinion, it is. Is it sinful to drink around somebody that you know, you knowingly know that it bothers them? In my opinion, yes. Um, ultimately though, you know, this is just my opinion. This is just what I am getting from, you know, what I see in scripture, what I see in research from, you know, the, the national, um, institute, um, of alcohol abuse and alcoholism. What I've seen from, you know, when you look at the History Channel and, you know, the, um, research that they've done on, um, Alcohol and and in in um in relation to the the Roaring Twenties and everything that happened with Prohibition and and all that stuff, um, you know whenever I look at that and then look at Scripture and then just look at just my personal experience, because like I said, I mean you know alcohol is something that has played a major role in my family's history, um, you know that th- that's kind of what's leading me to these conclusions. Um, And, you know, other people can have other views, and that's okay. You know, my view is not the end-all be-all, and I know that. Um, It's just my perspective, and I hope through this you at least have an understanding of why I think the way that I think. Um, So, yeah, that's pretty much all I need to to say, I think, on this issue. So uh, thank you all for for tuning in to this this episode of the uh, I'm Just Being Honest podcast. And just remember, folks, I'm just being honest. So uh, we'll see you later. Thank you for tuning in.